Welcome to Training for Godliness, where we take a few minutes to remind each other to stay focused on spiritual things during our daily walk with God. I'm your host, Paul Hammonds. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Training for Godliness. Appreciate you joining us and hope you'll share us out. Subscribe through iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcast platform you're using. And please leave us a review. It, it really does help. So today I want to talk a little bit about the idea of meditation. Our culture today places more and more stock in, in some of the ideas of Eastern religions, such as yoga and meditation, with the idea of improving mental health and well-being and, and generally trying to find peace. And in many cases, Christians have started to adopt various forms of those practices for one reason or another. And they may well argue that the Bible talks about and even endorses the idea of meditation. And they're right, sort of. The Bible does recommend meditation, but it's not really the same idea as what we see in Eastern philosophy, where meditation involves clearing your minds of thoughts, calming and slowing your body, and becoming more in tune with the cosmic forces of the universe. Answers will then come to us about life's big questions, and we can in time become enlightened, a state where we transcend the ideas of pain and suffering and loss, and allows us to achieve peace. We don't see examples of people actually engaging in meditation in the Bible very often, although we do read about Isaac going out into the field to meditate over in Genesis chapter 24. But the idea there seems not so much about assuming a specific posture or clearing the mind through chanting or incense as opposed to simply finding a quiet, solitary place to think. And rather than emptying our minds of thoughts, biblical meditation is more about focusing our thoughts on God. This is something we're called to do as Christians, and in a culture where we're constantly bombarded by stimuli, whether it's entertainment, information, or just noise, it's rare that we ever take the time to be still, to remove ourselves from everything going on about us, just thinking about God. Not a free-form thinking, where I imagine God is whatever I want him to be, but rather thinking about how God presents himself to me through his word. As it happens, when we're meditating on the right things, it definitely is a way for us to achieve peace. In the book of Job, as Job is wrestling with his own suffering and trying to come to terms with why God would allow such things in his life, Elijah tells him this, Hear this, O Job, stop and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know how God lays his commands upon them, causes the lightning of his cloud to shine? Do you know the balances of the clouds, the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge and whose garments are hot when the earth is still because of the south wind? He goes on to say, God is clothed with awesome majesty, the Almighty. We cannot find him. He is great in power, justice, and abundant righteousness. He will not violate. Therefore, men fear him. He does not regard any who are wise in their own conceit. As we ponder nature and its amazing scope and beauty, we start to think about the power and righteousness of God, who created all of this, and in large part so that we would be able to see a reflection of his power and his majesty. And we think, as the psalmist does, what is man that you are mindful of him? But our meditation isn't all general. It should bring to focus certain specific teachings of God, as well as the works that we read about in the Bible and what those have to say about his righteousness and faithfulness. In Psalm 145, it says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They will speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. Meditation doesn't even have to be specifically about the word of God. Paul talks about the importance of filling our mind with things that are good, that are aspirational, that are uplifting, and, and align our thoughts and our ideas with the character that God wants us to possess in our own lives. And that's what Philippians 4.8 says, uh, beginning in verse 6, where Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. See, we're called to keep in our mind these things that are going to draw us closer to God, that are going to stimulate our mind in such a way that we're drawn towards the things that matter. We're called to love the Lord with all our hearts and all our minds as well. And Paul talks about the idea of bringing every thought into captivity, having the mental discipline to focus our minds on the things that pertain to our spiritual life, our spiritual health, our relationship to God. As much time as we spend thinking about our favorite forms of entertainment, our jobs and our other temporal distractions, our path to true peace involves keeping our minds focused on the things that matter. Things that are eternal, things that draw us closer to God rather than things that distract us from God. See where Eastern meditation calls us to empty our minds, biblical meditation calls us to fill our minds with God, thinking about examples of his power, his goodness, and the characteristics and qualities to which we're called. So when we take that time, we discipline our minds to spend time during the day shutting out the influences of this world and focusing on spiritual things, we'll find that we achieve peace. It's not a peace that comes from fully understanding everything around us. It's a peace that comes from accepting the fact that God does and that he is in control of all of these things and that we can trust that he will care for us in whatever obstacles we face. When we train our minds to think along those lines, then we've come a long way towards training for godliness. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you again soon.